Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio You know that no one likes my company anyway But if you listen closely and talk intelligently Then maybe you can be a disappointment Welcome back to the Disappointing Radio Show. Before we start today's show, I thought we'd do something a little different and uh, subjugate you to an early, uh, I guess, version of a culture shock, which is uh, how we introduce the show, to sneak one in right at the beginning to make sure you're hearing our funky beats. So please enjoy Young G's, one of my favorite songs. Enjoy. Flower seeds and quarter waters to walk them through it, you know, talk them through it Know these beasts is more than music whenever I talk to it Destined for greatness and y'all knew this when I doubled the pie Had the shorty and the girdle coming out of BWI And I hated algebra but I loved the multiply And I told my nigga big I'd be multi before I die It's gon' happen whether rapping or clapping Have it your way, cause if that's my dough you're trapping I'm clapping your way, Street. And every 
keys in two weeks and didn't flaunt it My brain is haunted with mean dreams GSs with BBs on it Supreme schemes to get richer than Richie quickly Niggas wanna hit me if they get me Dress my body in linen by Armani Check it, my lyrical car jack Make your brains black High caliber gas is all I fuck with Now peep the rough shit in my circumference Mad bitches with mad Lucci Bulletproof vests under their Gucci Spitting my Uzi, don't lose me My trigger niggas represent Driving dirty in J30s, getting bent And to my hit hoes, my murder mommies I be smoking trees in Belize when they find me While you still killing niggas with Panani Like Hani and Cyrus up in Cyprus Fuck your roar, you're on the floor with the virus While well, I just sling coke, smoke pounds and choke Got lawyers watching lawyers so I won't go broke Now check it, them country niggas call me Frank White I'm squirting off in my loft, of course I know my shit's tight Sunrise, open my eyes, no surprise Got my shorty flying in with keys, take to her thighs With all the utensils to hang my china thing She half black, half oriental, 86, she got me rental This situation ain't accidental Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Disappointing Radio Show. You're listening live on Spotify, and if not, I don't know how you are listening to this, you crazy wizard at home. This is an uncensored episode. These are my favorite kinds of episodes because I start every episode by saying piss shit, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, cunt, and bitch because those are the words I'm not allowed to normally say. So now that I've said them, let's introduce our first guest. On mic one, we have... Ben Pernick. And Ben Pernick is a lovely motherfucker. He is a... Very talented, very funny, very Jewish comedian from New York. And we did a little mini show that will be played on Right State Radio, also being put on Spotify. But we want to do an actual uncensored episode because this motherfucker's funny. He has a whole show that starts off like, anti-Semitism isn't cool. And I'm like, oh my god, he's right out of the gate Jewish. This is great. Um, First question, why start with Jew? You know, it's, it's a good question, because, I mean, of the five songs, like, that was the only one that... But then I was just like, you know what? It's For me, it's just been such a part of my life that I've wrestled with, because I'm trying to, you know, I always... My whole family is very religious, and yes. I'm not. And, uh, you know, I've somehow managed to toe the line of not getting disowned by the family, being in their good graces and stuff, but still, like... I just see so much of there's I, so much material for comedy and just like how crazy some of the rules are and some of the food we have to eat. And I was oh like, my god, that's yeah. one of my favorite bits about. I don't even know who made who the fuck made that joke. Was it John Mulaney or Dave Chappelle that said, "Why would they draw the fucking line at the dairy section?" The deli aisle. The deli aisle. Who said that? Bo Burnham is God. <laughs> oh, you know what? It is Bo Burnham. I hit the nail on the head when I said that, do you like Bo Burnham? See, I can just read people's energies, the fact that I can read yours through a phone. It's a very hippie sentence, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) you are how old? Let me start off by 
aging you up because I can't really tell. You look 20 to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's flattering. But no, I'm actually a little older. I am 32. Damn, you're 32. I would have never pinned you for 32, nigga. Um, I like to throw a little soft one out there if anybody at home can laugh like, oh my God, yeah, Brighton, you're both soft, white soft and he's days. Jewish. There's no reason to say nigga in this context. There's always context. That's the reason. Um, <laughs> one of the big things we fight for on this show is that everyone should be able to say the soft GA, but no one in the world should say the hard ER anymore. And if we adopt that culture, the world would be a better place. Totally agree with that. Oh, see, he gets it. Jews get me. That's why they think I am one of them. Um, that's what, I never understood. So the the word kike, kike. Oh my god! It, it, Do it you love? I don't get offended when people this... call me that. I'm like, it's just it doesn't have that like sting. I'm like, and I, I because even as a them. Jewish person, for a minute you're like, what the fuck does kike mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know. One time someone called Hold on, me let me Google what? first to up. see if I'm gonna be offended by this sentence. I'm not gonna and, do and any of that know what shit. It is? It's, it's from the German word for keikel, which means uh, circle. And uh, because apparently in Ellis Island, people who were Jewish, instead of putting like an X by them, their name, or instead of when they signed their name, instead of writing an X and signing their name, they wrote a circle. So right. Like, your, your worst slur against me is that I would sign my name by a circle? Uh, sure. Yeah. Call me keikel all you want. Keikel. <laughs> keikel sounds like a... Um... Like a, like a, like a, like it's not quite Krampus and it's not quite Santa. It's like, it's weird midget friend that collects money on the side. <laughs> oh, hey, there's Keiko. Oh, look, there's Keiko. He's got the coins in his pockets. No, that's a soft it's Jewish It's also bit. funny because there's a baseball player who goes by Kike Hernandez, but it was spelled K-I-K-E and everyone's yeah. freaking out. Dude, you, I know, I've actually met him a couple times. It's funny that you bring that up. Um, Seems like a really cool guy. <laughs> he is. I uh I have but not got to meet any the of the, the name Sorry, what was that? No, you're good. I have not got to meet any of like the cool people that my older brothers get to meet that when they're out in the world, but and I don't know if you're like are you a fan of rap? Oh uh, yeah, I enjoy rap. What's your favorite uh rap artist if I had to ask? I'm going to be embarrassed to say this, but I am a big fan. I mean, I shouldn't be embarrassed. I think Eminem's a really good rapper. Why is that um, embarrassing you? Like, you should have a lot of pride. If thing, anything, like, that's the only rapper like, you can actually relate to and me because we're both white guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, no, that's a great answer. Bad. He's He literally, I have a book here. It's called the Rap uh, Yearbook, and it lists the most important song of every year for rap history as a whole to be what it is today, and Eminem has like a couple pages. So like, yeah, no, that's, yeah. dude, don't be embarrassed. That's a great answer. Um, if I had to pick one rapper, it'd either be Biggie Smalls or it'd be Method Man from the Wu-Tang Clan. I fucking love Wu-Tang Clan. The fact that Method Man is still alive, he has been on Tupac albums, he has been on Biggie albums, he has his own albums, and he's been on all of the Wu-Tang albums and has his own song on the original Wu-Tang album. Like, that motherfucker is God, and I would shit jizz if I ever saw him in person. And, and, not to mention... Last time I saw Dee Dee for Christmas, he was like, oh, yeah, guess who I ran into at a goddamn New York party? Oh, who did you run into, Dee Dee? Walking into that sentence, only none other than fucking Method Man, and I nearly oh jizz creamed just from fucking hearing him meet him. Holy fuck. <laughs> I think 
I would also shit a brick if I ever met Dave Chappelle, and it's actually likely for me to meet him because he actually lives in Yellow Springs, which is like 20 minutes from here. Wow, yeah, that's pretty close. But I also don't want to go and stalk Dave Chappelle and get, you know, boarded from my fucking... Like, I've, I've practiced the speech so many times. If I ever see him, you can bet your ass this is exactly what I'm going to say. I'm going to look him dead in the eye and go, oh my god... Dave Chappelle, my name is Brighton Jones. You don't understand how this is going to change your life, but this interaction will make both of us better people forever. (laughs) (laughs) That is fucking amazing. Because I I don't want it to be my life. It's like, no, your life is going to be better now that you know me. I'm going to get you every Yankees and Reds tickets you ever want. You can already get those because you're Dave Chappelle, but I will make less work possible for you. (laughs) I don't know. The best thing is you don't even need to explain it. You could just, like, you could just tell him that and then he can just you know be up in the middle of the night being like how is my life i'm literally gonna tell him i'm gonna look him dead as i'm gonna be the best i mean it's my twitter handle i have it on all i don't have a lot of stuff in my bios because after watching one piece like just a shit ton which is an anime about pirates for all of you at home um it led me to finally realize that like Dude, it's okay to have just, like, a one-sentence goal that feels impossible because you just keep trying for it. And that one day, you may be it. Luffy wants to be the king of the pirates. His swordsman is like, I'm going to be the greatest swordsman in the world. Everyone on his crew is like, I'm going to be the best doctor, the best navigator, the best this, that, this, that. Okay, that's one goal, and you're going to be that, and you're going to be so powerful and have so many other skills along the way to get that goal. So, like, fuck it. Why can't I put in all my bios... My name is Brighton Jones, and one day I'm going to be the best stand-up comedian in the world. You could be like, I'm going to be the best songwriter comedian in the world. I'm going to be the best performer. I'm going to be like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, pick your goals, people, and fucking chase them. You know what I mean? Follow your dreams, kid. Yeah, follow your dreams right off that bridge. Um, (laughs) So, were you born in New York, or... Yeah, so I was born in suburban New York. Damn. So you, like... Like, you've drank the same water Biggie and Wu-Tang and everybody, like, had to grow up with, and that's some hardcore shit. Yeah. I think, technically speaking, we actually get a different water supply, but... Um, All right, Keichel, I wasn't fucking asking. <laughs> um, sorry, I listen to too many podcasts. <laughs> but This is yeah, at least one that you won't listen to, and you've been on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm having, I'm having a lot no, of fun. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoy your company, and I'd like to say at some point if I ever actually go to see Dee Dee at his apartment in New York, maybe I'd come fucking visit my Keiko friend, but who knows? Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. If you were going to go on tour, what would you do? Like, what would be your whole act? Like, would you do music the whole time? Maybe stand-up? Maybe in-betweens? Maybe, like, you got a whole idea for some bullshit Jewish thing in your head. Like, maybe how John Mulaney and Nick Kroll go, oh, hello, on Broadway. Like, I'm sure you've seen yeah. that. That's beautiful writing. Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, I really think I started doing uh, as a stand-up uh, comic when I started doing And then I kind of, I would start ending my sets, you know, with doing the comedy songs. But I really think it's... And now you've transitioned. You've like, oh, maybe the... Con- like, the more you did the songs, you're like, this feels maybe more right. Because I, yeah. I don't... I've never seen your stand-up, obviously. I, I've only heard your songs, because that's what Spotify's for. But, like, I like them. And it feels like that's what you're supposed to be doing, because it feels like it's real production quality, and, like, the lyrics are creative. And I... You'll understand this when I say this. I 
fucking hate when today's music wastes all of their bars. Every note is like repetitively placed. You're using the same repetitive words. Like even if you have a chorus, like it's somewhat different or you're delivering it different, but like every verse is different and that's important because you're telling stories. Exactly. I, I always try to not let anything be stale. And I think a lot of, you know, comedy is a, is a huge world, but comedy music, I just feel like there's so, so many areas that haven't been covered, so many things that haven't been done. It's, you know, and unfortunately... Like, a lot of new them, ground to break, and, yeah. You know, but even Bo Burnham, like, he, you know, he he kind of stopped doing it. So uh, I noticed that. He has now two stand-ups... He had one. My theory is he's not stopped. His secret algorithm just takes a long time to produce a show. I mean, I would believe that. It puts so, you know, so much work behind every, like... What is your... I know we're talking about Bo Burnham a lot, and I should be interviewing you, but honestly, this is what the show is like. It's just pitter-patter between friends. Um, (laughs) What is your favorite joke Bo Burnham's made? Because I know, like, all of them. So I could really, like, I could... I've got mine. I have mine, and I'm completely... Oh my god, it's uh, it's one that he performs live. Yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna tell it because I'm gonna completely butcher it. I'll tell you but mine to make you feel better. Yeah, he's- where he's like, and I he stopped doing flamboyant stuff, and I said, okay, dad, and then he takes a couple steps. He goes, everybody listening at home, I flew glitter in the air. Like that's a good joke, even after you're like there in person, it's a good joke because you know it's gonna yeah. be on Spotify, and you're like, oh, it's funny. Um. My favorite joke he does is when he's like, my next song is a world on fire. Ah, 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 my next song, and just right to it. Like, that's the kind of energy yeah. I'm trying to bring to this show just the whole hour and a half. That's why I think a lot of people craft their suicide notes during my show, but I think it's a coincidence still. <laughs> At least they'll be uh, well-written. I'd like to imagine they're well-written, but if they're anything like my jokes, there's going to be a lot of doodles in the page and a lot of penises <laughs> everywhere, so... I don't know if that's going to be the suicide note I'm going for. Um, <laughs> listen, do you think there's any material that, like, <clears throat> you think I couldn't deliver? You've never met me. We've never even met in person. You've never even seen my dick, sir. But I'm asking you these questions, all right? As a just interviewer, let's play a little game. I've never done this. Why don't you, as a comedian, think of maybe, like, a topic, and we'll talk, and maybe when I got a joke ready for it, I'll deliver it, but, like, give me give me a jo- joke to improv off of, like, any hard topic, maybe, like, abortion, holocaust, whatever. Like, I think everything can be made into a joke, if, you, if you're funny enough. So I like yeah. the challenge. I'd say go, go for the abortion angle. All right, let me think. Oh, I've got all... Dude, my favorite joke, when I get upset or stub my toe, is like, oh, my God... Jesus Christ in a fucking abortion clinic on a Tuesday and it's hot and nobody's there and none of the equipment's cleaned. Like, you just keep going. <laughs> it's like, oh, this baby's going to get wrecked and it's Christ is the fetus? Oh, no. Like, <laughs> so immediately, I love yeah. abortion jokes. That's like my I favorite I did show material. up to a Halloween party once uh, where everybody had to dress with, as something that began with the letter A. And I went as a clothes hanger, and they're like, No, you didn't. You did did not. You are a legend. You straight-faced walked into a fucking Halloween party wearing nothing but a goddamn hanger. You're my hero. I've told this story. I think I even told it last show. I'll tell it again so you can understand. I went to a Halloween party once where I was told it was a costume party. So not only is it Halloween, but it was implied there will be other people in costumes. 
<laughs> Keiko, I'm looking you straight dead in the eye over FaceTime when I tell you that these motherfuckers all had basketball jerseys on. Every girl, every guy, no one is in costume, and now there's Brighton Jones kicking in the goddamn door, 100% dressed like Macho Man Randy Savage, screaming, <laughs> dude, I shit you not, like, I had a fake beard, purple bandana, the boots, the shirt, sunglasses, I kicked in the door, and I was like, oh yeah, the Tower of Power's too sweet to be sour, he's funky like a monkey when sky is the limit and space is the place. Dude, they thought I was a fucking cop. What would you think? I thought a homeless guy kicked in the door on methamphetamines. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say either a cop or Fuck that bitch. Have to really quickly call the cop. I keep telling that story because fuck that bitch. How dare you set up Brighton Jones to do that? One day I'm going to tell that story on SNL and I'm going to look right in the camera and, and I'm going to relearn your name like, hey, Brie Larson, uh, suck my fucking cock. Like, just give it like 100. Like, I don't know if that, that's probably close to her name. Um... Do you have any good ex stories? Any like setups like that? Because here's here's what I've learned being a comedian, and you being a comedian, you can also relate to this. Tragedy is no longer sad. Tragedy is maybe sad for a microsecond, and literally, you'll still be mid tears. You'll be crying, and you're already like laughing about this internally over some bit you wrote about this. Like, do you feel like yeah. that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, comedy is just tragedy plus time. But the time, oh my god, it's like time went out the fucking door. I don't know where it went. Do you feel like that? Like, you don't need time. I don't need to mourn death to make a joke about it anymore. Yeah, actually, I got... (coughs) You're good. I got dumped within 24 hours. I was trying to write material about it. Um, Wow, so like really fresh wounds. Yeah, and I was was, was dating a stripper. Ooh! Yeah. Was she fat? No, no. It was nice, nice body. Blonde. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't understand how it happened. I like, like fat being, chicks. Like, I'm, you know, Mrs. Disappointment's not fat. She's not here. I love her. But she's not fat, but that doesn't mean I don't like fat chicks. Um, so yeah. I'm not going to, sh- I'm not going to kink shame. Variety is the spice of life. Variety I've, is in fact the spice of life. And I have tried a lot of different flavors. One would say I've, uh, licked the medicine cabinet clean. Um... <laughs> Let me tell you a... So, okay. Do you believe in the Comedian's Code? Do you know what the Comedian's Code is? I don't think I do. I don't so think I... it's been ever really said out loud, but allow me to educate you. I, a comedian, shall never steal material from another comedian. Oh, yeah. I think that's just the Comedian's Code. You can do whatever you want as long as you don't steal material. You know you yeah. heard that joke from somebody else, so you'll never fucking become famous off that amazing bit because they're not famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as I say that, I'm going to tell you a fucking joke that I think is a Hollywood-level fam- funny fucking joke. And if you Go don't... and I, I'm, I'm looking for a lot of feedback here because this is a joke that I built to let the audience be racist in their own heads. All right? Is this... Now, tell me before. Is this one that you wrote? Me. I see. Okay. I, this is blunt thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, I wrote this, like, yes. the other day. You ready? Straight face the audience who walk up and go, I treat race like I treat ice cream. I don't love every flavor of ice cream. And then nothing else for a little bit. And then you're like, and then they're like, are you racist? Like you want someone to yell that almost like, what the fuck? 
And it's like, well, like, hear me out. Like, I tried chocolate once in college, but it was really rich and dark. I liked it, but it's a little sweet, and I'm probably going to stick with vanilla for the next 45 years. Um, I think everybody thinks about strawberry. I don't know what my parents would say. Uh, I like pecan, but I don't know how our kids would look. I like lemon sherbet, but they're always sleeping on the job. And it kind of ends like that. And like by you, like listing, like at first you think you got the flavors because chocolate's easy. Then right. strawberry and you're like, uh, gay, right? Then you go to pecan. You're like, I have no idea. Then you go to lemon sherbet and you say sleeping on the job. Because if yeah. you were going to say a ice cream, you would say like, w- like if you were going to put Mexicans as a flavor of ice cream, what would you say? Like a brown, something brown. Lemon is yeah. yellow, right? Lemon, okay. as soon as you say lemon, you're thinking Chinese people, right? Yeah, but then you say mind. sleeping on the job. Dude, Chinese people are never sleeping on the job, ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's just that, like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Do you think you're that's a funny a kind of, like, what do you think about that bit as a whole? I mean, I, I think it could be, it's, it's definitely a great starting premise. I think there's a lot of different angles where you could kind of go with the, uh, you know, the finishing punchline. Um, I I used to put maraschino cherries on my ice cream, but then I kind of got a fine and a letter, and now I have to show up to court, so we don't (laughs) do that anymore. I, uh, sometimes I like my ice cream warm, but then that's where you have to go to dark websites for it. (laughs) Maybe something, like, really extreme like that. Like, think of the complexity of ice cream. Um, I like to eat ice cream in the shower, although she doesn't shave, so I don't mind. That one's a thinker. <laughs> that one's a thinker. That one's weird. It's like, oh, is he eating the ice cream because he's sad? Oh, no, he's just eating some pussy. Okay. <laughs> do you have any, uh, do you have any jokes handy that you want to pitch? I, I, I'm just a comedian, so I like to talk shop. You know what um, I mean? Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny. I remember, uh, so... Well, I'll go right into the joke, but I'll tell a story that's related to it afterwards. Because I told this joke once where it bombed, and I just thought it was, uh, like, it was funny the way that it bombed. Uh, But this is the joke uh, that I've done a few times. Um, Okay, it's been a little while. Wait, what was it again? Oh, Oh, growing up, uh, I wasn't allowed to cuss. If I ever did, my mom would get a bar of soap and rinse my mouth out. Okay. But now, I'm motherfucking unstoppable. Because <laughs> I acquired a taste for soap. Because now I hunger for bars of soap. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A little absurd. It's a little weird. <coughs> but you, I- um, you should honestly, after you talk about that, you should talk about, like, really quickly, like, I bet none of you know how soap is made. And then, let like, let that ring for a second. And they'll be like, what? Like the problem, some and hopefully you have like someone go. How is soap made? I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Like that degree. Yeah. Because do you know what soap is? It's fat. Do you yeah. know what fat goes into? Everything you motherfuckers eat. And that could exactly. be exactly like, like that's I dude. You should you can have that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like definitely not my best joke, but it's just sort of one of those standalone ones. That's Here's what I've learned. Really. But I was on a, a so I got broken up with by the stripper girlfriend. We went on a cruise. Right. And. uh Stripper cruise she or normal to cruise? Perform. Yeah, it was like a carnival cruise. It wasn't anything too fancy, but she just wanted to perform on a ship to get a tape. And so I thought it was for my birthday, but no, she it was really for her to get get that spot. But 
So she broke up with me like the first day of the cruise. Right. The next day we're in a hot tub and like, you know, we're with uh, a, a, a bunch of strangers and I'm like, I guess I still have to hang out with her because I'm like, I don't. I, I guess I still have to hang out with her. That's a great attitude to have with your girlfriend on vacation. <laughs> I mean, it was as amicable as possible other than like the fact I'm like, you couldn't have waited till like the end. But, uh, but I'm well, like, I guess okay, you're there I, for a reason and you're going to get to work. <laughs> Yeah, so, so uh, then uh, we were in a hot tub, and she, you know, introduced me as the former ex-boyfriend that she just broke up with, and I was like, okay, I'll let it slide. And then she's like, oh, like, oh, you're comedians. Oh, and they said, asked her, tell me a joke. And she told that's the about worst when someone's like, tell me a joke. But if you've really taken the time to like punch out some really fucking solid material, you can low key like always have a, at least one banger on you to kill them with. So like, did you de- did you decide to destroy these men or like what happened? Like, I didn't want to give them my best stuff because I know that sometimes, like, a lot of comedians don't want to tell you a joke if you ask them to tell you a joke because they're scared you'll steal it. But it's not even that they're afraid you'll steal it. It's like part of the doesn't want to laugh at another guy because it's like, like you're up on stage, everyone sauced up, you know, they've drank a lot, like you kind of come out there with like introduced with all your things. You know, and like they're already, they were laughing before. So now you, you know, you kind of got them in the palm of your hand. Here they're like challenging you. Like, let me see if you're funny. Yeah. You're put on the spot. Like you're not, your joke, even if it's a good joke, it's just not going to do as well. But so a lot of comedians don't want to tell you, but. By my my ex girlfriend, she was just like, I don't care. I'll tell anyone anywhere. And because she's a stripper, like that that right away is sort of like you're already kind of shocked and we're kind of ready to laugh. And these are a couple of sassy black ladies, just like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, like so they were cracking up at her joke. I don't even remember what it was. And then they're like, okay, tell me, like you tell me a joke. And I'm like, I don't really like have like a go-to one-liner. I wasn't that's expecting so that. funny. That's such a Jewish with, answer. So that's soap joke. Dude, that that in itself like, is a joke to me. Why she broke up with you, dude? No, that in itself is a joke to me. Your reply is how he go. How she like tells this bit, and then they look to you, and it's like you be funny. It's like, well, I mean, I don't have it ready. Like that's like I'm not trying to be that guy, but like that's like almost like an episode of Seinfeld. I can see happening. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. I just live my life like what, like I know people are like, I should do this to make money. I should do this to be happy, dude. I have literally made every decision in my life starting since I was like 17. Once I really like woke into myself of like, I'm going to become a comedian. Like I always had the, the tastes and overtones in my mouth, but you never really knew the sentence until you really like thought about it. Cause you probably played music and didn't know you were going to like do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually had no clue. I didn't yeah, know. So that, that's what I mean. Like I always wrote stuff and I just didn't know what it was for. And then I was like, wait, I'm, maybe I'm supposed to be a comedian. You know what I mean? So yeah. in that light, I fucking, I don't remember what I was saying. Uh, but I love your joke. And it, oh, that's what I was saying. Uh, <laughs> I, I love them, right? Um, hey, listen, if we didn't fuck up, it would be the disappointing radio show. Um, I love fucking the, just part of the fun. Like you should tell that as a bit. The whole fact yeah. that like you're on a cruise with your stripper girlfriend. On the cruise, you break up. Yeah. Then you're with her later as her ex, which is already awkward and fucking hilarious. She's then telling jokes and killing it. And she's, dude, you should tell them that she's not even a stand up. She's just fucking killing it. And now you're the stand up comedian. Like, okay, now you be funny. You're like, well, I don't really have a joke ready. And then, like, that's, I mean, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. 
finally told mine. Just the, the way she looked at me, and she was like, mm, I can see why she broke up with you. No like, shot. That's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I was like, narrow it down to one moment. Oh, God. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm the only person who like went, went down a fucking wa- water slide crying the whole way down. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You did not go down a whole water slide just bawling. I mean, it was a short ride, but... Yeah, it was a short ride, but it was a long cry. Oh, my God. That's amazing. You... Yeah. you just like, oh, the water is really chlorinated. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you, you know, I've never told this story on the show. This is a good story. I've got... So, if anyone at home that's ever tried to, like, hide up crying or hide your tears, it's fucking hard sometimes. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to admit you're crying. And sometimes you just don't have a sentence ready when someone's like, are you okay? Because sometimes people give a shit faster than you're ready for because you're used to people being assholes and taking, like, an hour to be like, are you okay? Yeah. So, when there's immediately a response, you're like, oh, fuck, I wasn't ready to handle this. So, picture a Brighton Jones with very short hair, goggles... Instead of glasses, I'll repeat it, goggles instead of fucking glasses, they're thick-rimmed, black with the strap in the back for basketball, 8th grade, middle school, you know what's up. That kind of shit, right? Oh, hell yeah. We're doing drills, and I'm just having a good day. I'm the worst one on the team. It's easy to see. I'm the slowest. I get it. I'm not going to point it out. I just know it. That's why we are the disappointment, ladies and gentlemen. We're in practice, and the big guard at the fucking base of the hoop is just doing his shit, and I'm just kind of like owning his ass. I never own anybody's ass, but I'm, I'm driving the paint. I'm making be- buckets. I'm, I'm two-stepping this motherfucker. I watched anime the day prior. I was just, I was feeling myself, right? If I'm doing good, this results in the coach going, damn, everybody else must be sucking dick. So he gets mad. He comes over, and he goes, what the fuck Caleb because his name was Caleb what the fuck Caleb how dare you let this little piece of shit Brighton he didn't say it but he basically transmuted that and like how you're gonna let Brighton no offense you're gonna let Brighton post up on you that's actually what he said but it meant you know the same thing he goes here's what you're gonna do Brighton come at me what you're the coach you're 45! What are you pitching to me, you motherfucker? What do you mean, come at me? This isn't karate, kid. I'm not the chosen one. You know what I mean? So, he's doing this to demonstrate to Kayla, but really, it's he doesn't really understand where his strength and aggression are coming from, which is fine. Um, but, <laughs> I shit you not, he gets in like a defensive position, like knees bent, arms up, white guy, everything, like Larry Bird, you can picture him. And he's like, come at me. And I drive to the base. Dude, he puts his knee between my legs and he fucking flips me. Oh, what the fuck? Let me repeat that. This man flipped an eighth grader over his knee to prove a point. I say flip like I'm running. He inserts his leg and like kind of like doesn't grab me but like posts up and I just keep going, I just flip around him like I'm running and someone put a bar between my legs because that's what would happen. You would flip forward. Fucking just smash. He's like, oh, shit. They, and I missed the bucket. I mean, I think they actually waited because I did shoot and it didn't make it. But the point is, I'm getting up. Well, I'm fucking tearing eyes. 
crying my fucking balls out. And he goes, are you okay? I shit you not. My The best thing I had was when I rubbed my face. I go, yeah, I'm just like sweating a lot. And I just <laughs> run to the locker room. Oh, that's so I'm just sweating a lot. Yeah, that's the worst <laughs> just answer. Sweating for my eyes. That, dude, like that's a hundred percent how I was like. I'm just sweating around my eyes. A lot. It's cool. Like, I, I, like, <laughs> fuck, Brighton. You weren't. Well, sweet. we have. Brighton, we have something in common now. We have both, as uh, kids, have been Faggots. flipped by old, <laughs> older men. <laughs> you have flipped by older men. Have you been flipped I- by a man, sir? Yeah, I was I was in uh, I think I was like second going into second grade, and I loved karate. And I was at some bowling party, and, uh, <laughs> and there was some like I love Power Rangers, and a, the Green Ranger came in to tell us about the importance of self defense. And I wanted to show him my moves I learned in karate. But You're telling like, me you know, this grown ass man dressed as a Green Power Ranger came in and was like, "Hey, kids!" Second bourbon show. Much, yeah. You was, should know how to defend my- against a pedophile. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, this is so cool, Green Ranger, I want to impress him. And then... Like, yeah, it's a resume, like, like, if I do good, maybe I can be, like, the new, like, Sartreuse Ranger. That's a new color. Exactly, that was... Like, it's a Jewish... Or at least take over for the Blue What do you think Ranger? a Jewish color would be for a Power Ranger? Probably, well, the I think the Blue Ranger was Jewish, so... <laughs> I know the Red Ranger's in prison because he actually tried to kill a man with a sword. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Guess he was seeing red. But, uh, anyway, so I, um, I finally, he's, he keeps ignoring me, so I, I, like, kind of, like, just give him a little, like, kick to get his attention, like, at his ankle or something, and he, he shoves me, and he just says, get out of here, kid, and I got so insulted that I got shoved by the Green Ranger that I just started staring him down, but he didn't know I was looking at him, but I was just, like, backing up, backing up, backing up, like, I know karate, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't say that, but that was on my But mind. I thought and I just, it, and I, he could tell that I was going to say it. Yeah, and then I just, like, I ran at him as fast as I could, and I jump-kicked him, and I knew it. You jump-kicked this grown man! A, a second grader fucking jump, jump-kicked an old man, and I knew as soon as it, that kick landed, I was like, oh, man, I think I just hit him square in the nuts. Next thing I know... <laughs> yep, next thing I know, I'm up in the air, and I'm down on the ground and i broke my radius and my ulna in my arm <laughs> and then later i got two thousand dollars towards college from it you're awesome <laughs> we're gonna be best friends when we meet i hope you know that yeah oh my god all right listen before we rant anymore let's play the first culture shock i'm not gonna introduce it to anybody in spotify listening at home it's just gonna be a surprise we'll talk about it after maybe not enjoy the first culture shock of the evening and we'll be right back God's woman. What's going on? No things seem messed up sometimes. You stress out and you can't handle a situation. Sometimes it feels like you're lacking the guidance and you don't know what to do. But stay strong and keep in mind that He always loves you. That's what it is. Josephine, the times are getting tough. Seems to me you just won't get enough. The rain won't wash away your sin. You'll be here. That's right, sugar. To do them all over again. Come on. Yeah. 
Yo, I know this chick from the hood named Courtney Cox And her brain is easy to pick like faulty locks She's awfully hot, asshole burning like Tabasco She used to be thick, it's like where the hell her ass goes Started smoking weed and graduated to the pipe Thought that she could quit, but her calculations wasn't right Infatuated with the life of dope fiends and crack pushers Prostituting for old pimps who mac hookers Putting dope in the cooker, searching for a vein Tracks all over her arms, she never felt the pain The monkey on the back is now gorilla Fiending for a hit on one day is going killer. The clinic didn't help. Nope. She's just another young black woman destroying a pretty image and her health. Got me thinking to myself, damn, how can this happen? I seen her on the corner, nodding off, sniffing a scratch. Josephine, the times are getting tough. Seems to me you just won't get enough. The rain won't wash away your sins. You'll be here to do them all over again. Wakes up with an urge to get high Every day the same routine Need in the morning fix to get by So she reaches for a purse Grab the bag and the needle tie Sock around her arm and start shooting up the diesel Having flashbacks Screwing some dude up in his hatchback The night before a body still saw Holding an ass crack A regular John She met him through charm She passed out with the syringe Still stuck in her arm Dying a slow death Or she losing her damn mind From the troubles of the world Feeling cursed by mankind uh, Caught up in a desperate rage Was blessed with AIDS Lost her appetite Hardly slept in days that was too late, praying to Jesus She fucked around with the wrong penis Contaminated with diseases Two months pregnant, carrying the random fetus But they found on broad in the dumpster behind the cleaners Josephine, the times are getting tough Josephine Seems to me, you just won't get enough What's wrong, baby? The rain won't wash away your sins Come on. You'll be here to do them all over again Yo What's your mama gonna think of you, girl? Her little baby's all doped up, strung out in the world Trying to make some quick cash for a hit of that stash Listen, baby, you're growing up much too fast, uh This goes out to every project in every ghetto For those getting high, using drugs on every level Living your life day and night, getting stoned You better leave those drugs alone, feel me? Up all night, under the party lights Finger popping and party hopping all of your so-called friends are leading you down the wrong road, leading you back to crack. It's a known fact. Any time that you need me, I'll be there to help you. I'll be a leaning pole when you're falling down. trash can i'm gonna leave that in because if they can hear that that's gonna be hilarious um welcome back everybody from the culture shock that's the reverse of the explosion if uh you were the guest you could see my lips freak out when i did that um i hope you enjoyed it as much as we did uh but probably not as much as i do personally especially when i'm naked uh do you have any good naked stories ben good naked stories hmm I don't have a lot of naked stories except for like masturbation walk-ins. Like I don't have any yeah, skinny, I don't like have any skinny dipping epilogues that I can like, you know, talk about or whatever. 
Yeah. But most of them are like bathroom, bathroom, masturbation walk-ins that are like, I don't know, not the most interesting stories. Right. But I'm hoping to, in you know, the next chapter in my life, I'm definitely hoping to change that. <laughs> you want to build more? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Do you like, this is going to uh, switch gears, but pertain. Do you like Eric Andre? You know, I, I watch, I, I'm embarrassed to say when it comes to consuming consuming comedy like watching it i i haven't i don't know too much of eric andre's stuff i've seen like a few videos i'm familiar with like he's the legalized ranch guy right yeah see you get it so yeah he does a lot of nudity yeah like a lot of nudity like take his dick out in front of guests and they don't understand it's gonna happen and they're like not ready for it like do you want to explore nudity in your comedy ever because, and I'm not a gay man, let that be put on the record, but I've explored the idea of, like, kissing a dude for a bit. Because yeah, he's well, done it in the funniest fucking ways. There's a bit where Eric Andre's running through the fucking, like, New York streets. He's going through, like, building, building, goes in this bakery, cop gets him, pushes him on the counter, and he's like, God, God, you asshole, and everyone's like, oh, taking pictures, taking pictures, turns him around. And then he just starts making out with him. Like, hard kissing. And then, when the dude's like, you can't do that to him! Eric Andre speaks up and he goes, I want to fuck that guy. Like, it's just the... Like, that's so funny! Yeah. That is a pretty... Pretty intensely awesome. <laughs> do you have any, like... Nudity bits for- you've ever pitched to yourself? Like, if I was going to be nude, I would want to do it for this because that would be hilarious. I don't think necessarily, I mean, I know that there's a, you know, a comedy show where, like, you have to do, like, you basically are just doing stand-up but naked. No shot. I would love to do that. Where is that? Dude, here's what's going to happen. We're going to meet in person when you're famous millionaire Jewish songwriter. I'm going to be stand-up legend like all might in the fucking my hero universe comparison for my anime fans at home um we're gonna meet and be like all right it's time and then we just show up naked to that place and they're like oh my god Ben and Brightner fucking balls out look at all the bees <laughs> actually holy shit i just remembered a time there was a, a show i did in northampton massachusetts a few years ago where at the end there was like some sort of i don't remember what it was like award something a contest at the end of the show where we were all wearing like lingerie and my whatever they gave me was like it was so see through I may as well have been naked because it left nothing to the imagination. Hey Ben, I can see your dick. Hey Marty, you're still fucking that accountant. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. That was a fun show. Well, do you know where that naked stand up place is? No, I. I know it was in Brooklyn. I don't even know if it's still going on because sometimes New York like these... is just wild. Say that again. New York is just fucking. New York is wild. wild. They have all sorts of crazy. Like there's like BD- BDSM comedy shows where it's like the comedians get like attacked by someone, like whipped by like someone in, who as a devil. Like if you are shitting me, I I shit you not. You have literally just pitched what now when Abby hears this, my fucking uh, future wife at years to come, but is lovely girlfriend, she's going to fucking cream her fucking jeans when she hears this because she's going to be like, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to move to New York. You're going to be a comic on the BDS stream and I'm going to be your fucking whipper. So thanks for that theory now. Uh, (laughs) Would you ever do a show like that? 
Hell yeah. Would you have you done a show to that extreme? No, I can't say I've done a, a show to that extreme yet. I mean, so, some a lot of these shows hard to get yeah. on. Yeah, the, yeah. It's the same deal tougher. here. I hundred percent understand. People don't want to, dude. I'm 21. No one wants to put a 21 year old on stage, and it sucks. Yeah, sort of a reverse ageism of a sort. Yeah, uh, can I ask you? Um, and this is a little out there. Do you would you put me on a stage? Yeah, I don't see why not. Because people really have an issue with it. And I, I'm trying to fight it right now, but, like, dude, that's why I do this show. Like, if I can't get a mic, okay, I'll make my own mic at home. Yeah, and, I mean, in New York, they have, like, all kinds of comics. I mean, it's, it, they don't judge you based on anything about your Just age if you're funny. or size. Yeah, if you're funny. and God, like, I, that's what, da- like, Dayton I mean, that's, is almost there. They have an age problem, though. Yeah, that's that's weird. I would have Dayton's never overcoming it. like race, gender, like literally religion, everything. Like anybody can do stand up here, except age. If you're young, dude, people don't want to put you on a fucking mic. It's like if you're not forty five and you hate yourself and you're not going anywhere, you're not going to be put on. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Would you um? In New York, there's tons of young comics, so like younger than you, like in the. I performed at like this uh, New York comedy, uh, New York comedy music festival, and one of the people who like blew everybody away was 19 years old. He couldn't even. <laughs> I was hosting a show he was on, and I'm like, "This is at a bar, and he can't like." They were trying to not let him in because he wasn't 21. Yeah, dude, I've literally been stopped at the door. They're like, "Why are you in here?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm one of the performers." They're like, you're a comic, and I'm like, "Well, don't say it like that. <laughs> you haven't even seen the act yet, you fucking bitch." <sighs> It's definitely ageism, but it's something yeah. else. I don't know what it is. I think it's resentment. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be that guy, but maybe it's the case that, oh, it's a possibility that you don't want to admit someone younger than you is funnier than you. And I'm not trying to be that guy like, I'm funnier than you, because I've never in my life said I'm even like funny. Because I don't think I'm funny. That's why I call this the disappointing radio show. I think it's disappointing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I well, yeah, and how are you going to get funnier if you can't get on stage and, like, you know, even, like, give it a try. Learn learn from something, like... Oh, dude, like, I, I, dude, it's not even that. Like, I try to get... I get on stage as much as possible. It's just that it's literally, like, people don't want to let me on stage. And that's what I don't understand how to fix. How do you... I have... If, if you would put me like on... Like, the hosts? You're or funny, the... and you make me laugh. I like all your stuff. Like, your fucking video made me laugh, and your your whole album, I listened to the whole thing. It was funny. Um, so, like, I don't know. You think I have skill? Okay, the skill's there. Yeah. What else could you possibly argue is the reasoning for anyone being like, I'm not going to put this kid on stage? Except for he's young. But what's the audience? Is it is the audience... It like, doesn't matter. Dude, I've done... My favorite show, and I've told this all the time, my favorite show I've ever done is my first paid show. Which, of course, there's sentiment there, but dude, it was an all-black crowd. All-black comedians, all-black audience. I was the only white kid. It was the best night of my life. Yeah, that's like my favorite... You know, and that's why I like... I think one of the shows that I was on, like, yeah, they, they didn't want to put me on because they're like, oh, here... You know, they were like, oh, here comes the gentrifier, like... And they, they wanted to, the like... The what? Like, just, the yeah. gentrifier? That's that's an insult. That's an educated insult. Yeah. It's... In Harlem, I mean, I get it. It's, it is a thing. It is a problem. But I'm like... I Like, I walked up to the mic, and I'm like, I ain't gentrifying shit. I can't afford to live in Harlem. 
I like I'm in the Bronx, so uh, yeah. See, that's what I do worry about is doing. And that got a, that got a huge laugh out of them, like right off the top, because they're just like, okay. First of you all, know. I love that because that shows you can adapt to like live audiences and like separate yourself from. It's hard to explain, but like you yeah, know when the bit is, and you know when the audience real life bit is. Yeah, and you can switch those gears internally without letting them notice, and now you've got them. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, yeah, I hadn't like that wasn't a planned bit. But I was, I was like almost angry that I got that introduction, and it's just like. But then I was just like, "Oh shoot!" Like, yeah, it's. But it's true. I can say this right here, and uh, right. I think so. A lot of the times, the funniest moments I've seen in comedy are when you're you are present and you're responding to something that's going on right now, where you know this isn't something you've told from place to place. This is something that like only you and this crowd are going to share. Yes, and I and the best example I've got about this, and I literally told this on the last show, but you're a very nice guest, and I want to impress you. Um, I fucking, during that black show, there was one girl in the audience, a big black chick, and the whole set, every fucking set, from the host in between every set to every other comic, and during the host comic, and my... Dude, they put me on as the headliner. Wow. All right, let me, pi- let me pitch this for you. I'll tell you the details, because I haven't told these, this part yet before. Before the show, I'm literally just chilling, doing my own thing, doing naughty things, like outside under smoking areas. You know how it is, comic business. And like I go up and I'm like, all right, we're going to meet with all the comics. And it's literally like a tall gay black dude, a skinny black dude with a gold grill, Andre, the black dude who was the host, who was like a bald 45-year-old white white dude, but he literally was just the color black. Like, he looked like he was a sales consultant. His name should be Kyle. Like, he just had a different energy going for him. And then there was one more black comic, but he was just kind of like a fattier, chubbier kind of dude, but he wasn't really that fat. And, and then there was me. And we're all, and there's like, who's this kid? And I was like, I'm, I'm one of the performers. And he was like, oh my God, here's what we're going to do. We're all going to go, you're going to go out last, and we're going to put you on as the headliner. And I was like, huh. <laughs> well, did you, get, did you get more time for being the headliner? I don't know if my set was any bigger <laughs> or smaller because of yeah. that, but I did 20 minutes, like 25 minutes. Uh, if, I did, if, if you count the, my intro song, because we each picked an intro song, and I came out to mine. And it was fucking hilarious. I came out rapping "The Mystery of Chess Boxing" by the Wu Tang Clan, absolutely flawless, word for word from the beginning. Like, Whoa, I'm gonna give it to you with no trivia. We like cocaine straight from Bolivia. My hip hop will rock and shock the nation like the Emancipation Proclamation. And all the black people were like, "Oh my god!" Because they get it. Wu Tang speaks yeah. to them. It's for them, mm-hmm. and it's exactly. for, and it's for me because I'm a black man. You just can't see it yet. Right, and um, I think. I think that is such an important thing. And just like knowing where you are and just, you know, having some, de- you know, playing up to that crowd and not in a way that's like exploitive or any way, in any way. But I just, remember, like, I remember okay, they were like, asking, yeah, they were like, what do you I want your song to be? ACDC? Like that was a good white joke. And I was like, motherfucker, I'll put Biggie Smalls on and say nigga. And they were like, oh. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, you just got to show you have no, you have no fear. You because you know why? The there. best comics will say anything. You won't see it coming. Right, and it's all about, I mean, comedy, so much of it is about defying expectations. Absolutely. So when they say, like, yeah, 
you come right off the bat swinging with, uh, you know, doing doing some Wu Tail, you know. It was the best night of my life. I took my shirt off on stage for one of the end bits. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, it was the best night of my life. It was just after I got my first tattoo and like, oh my god. Dude, if I said there was a best night of my life, it was the best night of my life. And I invited my parents to go and they straight face told me no. Oh, really? And they so could have come. Supported- you know what my opening bit was? Hi, my name is Brighton Jones and I have no family here, as you can tell from my color. Um, they introduced me as biracial, by the way. Interesting. Did you... I'm guessing you didn't ask for that to be in your uh, your intro. Let's put it this you? way. You look at me. I am more Jewish than black, and I'm very much not Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> so when I came on stage, they were like, biracial? And it was just, and like, so I, I skimmed over the, the, the big fat chick joke, but everyone, she kept talking during everybody's set. So everybody like made a big joke about her at least once during their sets. So like by my set, I'm like, I gotta rip this chick apart. So when it came down, now I can actually tell this bit like it really was because I couldn't tell it on live. Dude, I straight faced. She was talking during my bit. I was like, hold up. You think you can talk during the white boy set? No, 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 no. You will catch this milky cream dick if you're not better. And they were not ready for it. Because they were all talking about how they were going to fuck her after the show. They were like, alright, somebody who's toxic, we're going to put your dick in your mouth and shut you the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing that must have probably, like, they must have just blown up because they've been waiting to see how that would, that would go. And you just, boom. Dude, like, it was like I walked in the oh. room. With that joke, and the joke was an unopened can of Funyun dip. <laughs> and everybody in the room had one perfect chip in their hand. And they were like, crack that seal, you white fucking honky. <laughs> I love it. I, um, do you have any good stories like that where you're kind of like the only one of you in a room? I know that's hard to pitch, but like, and those are rare situations, but those are the best stories to me. Yeah, well, I mean, sort of like that that Mocha Lounge when I was when I was there that first time, and they they sized me up. I mean, there is that one for sure. And I've now I'm like now they know me, so like. But dude, you know, meeting them before the and like already them not thinking I'm gonna be funny, dude. The one dude asked me, he's like, "If I go on tour, I'm gonna call you and you're gonna come with me." And I was like, "That means the most I've ever heard ever from anybody." <laughs> and I was the headliner, and I didn't ask to be. And I don't think I'm good at comedy, but like, I, I don't know. Maybe I think that because my parents don't think I'm supposed to do this. I don't know. It's that existential crisis, and I don't know where it comes from. Oh God, yeah. we're getting real. But like, it doesn't matter if you're good or not. Like, the, what matters is that you just keep doing it because everyone gets good. Like, that's what I mean. They say like, you go to LA to get famous, you go to New York to get good, but it takes so long to get. Like, it doesn't. I've seen people who weren't, you know, who weren't funny at all, who just kept grinding. And like, I've seen, like, you know, I've been doing it long enough now, like five, five something years where I've seen people who I was like, oh man, I'm like not good. And now they're like crushing just because they kept doing mics and, you know, being like, cut this, keep this, cut this, keep this. And just kept like. Can I tell you a trade secret that I told the last guest? Yeah, go for it. I rarely use jokes that I've written on stage. Really? I improv almost every one of my sets. That's that's impressive. Cause <laughs> because improv- in my mind, 
if I want to be the world's greatest comedian, do you know what the world's greatest comedian could do? He could be on any place, anywhere on the world and be like, hey, right now, two hour set that's going to be killer. Watch this. Listen to me. And it's going to be funny. Because, yeah. and here's my, here's my theory. Keep talking till it's funny. Mm-hmm. They'll yeah. laugh at some point. Yeah, you just you'll you stumble. Like, you'll stumble into a fucking laugh at, by accident, maybe. I think, yeah, I think you you gotta just you you gotta keep pushing, and you know. But like that more, fucking set that I did at like that Black Knight. I say the Black Knight. That's so bad, but like <laughs> it's the best way to say it. They call it a. Uh, Urban rooms is the urban you know, rooms. Get the fuck yeah. out of here! It was a room of black people. I'm not. Gonna, that's right, more that's offensive. Not, just call it a black. If, if it's a bunch of white people, you say, "Oh, that's a white room." I so feel like if I say room. it's a black room, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you did a stand up in the dark alone." What? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually. I remember when I did a, a show in, uh, I guess, when you an Asian like Asian room because it was like uh, some school where it was like all students you know international students it was at the internet i think nyu international school <laughs> like i was like oh my wordplay jokes are not really going well with these people who like don't have a firm grasp of the english language but then i was like but nobody's jokes went well so it was like we were just all laughing at like how bad it was going for all of us but amazing it was still fun yeah a uh, theory that i have go for it okay the best rappers in the world come from where uh, California? No. Anywhere. They, it depends how they're trained. Mm. What is the best way to train? This, I have no idea. Just, um, oh, the, um, rap battles? Yes. Freestyle street shit. Yeah. Go up to a random motherfucker and be like, Yo, this is the boy and this is the world. I'm gonna snatch his purse and I'll take your girl. I'll get in a panties and be on the line. Cruise down the deck and be bitch line. Like, whatever, I'm not gonna spit. Did you just make that up right now on the spot? Well, yeah, that's the whole point. That's fucking awesome. That was was pretty good. So, it's the ability to do that makes you a good rapper. Because then once you actually start writing lyrics, your lyrics are just way better because you're not having to improv. But your improv is good because that means you always have a smoking gun that's invisible. Yeah, your mind is just So, like knowing that, Ben, comedy, what's the best way to train to be a comedian? Roast battles? No. Dude, just walk up to strangers and just pitch jokes in normal conversation. Uh-huh. Even if they don't know you or it's weird or whatever, dude, if it's funny, yeah. they will smile. They will laugh. If you come off right... It's, and that's good people work. There's no better yeah. way to be better on stage or doing anything than just practicing on one person randomly. If you yeah, can make one random stranger laugh, you can make an audience laugh. Yeah, and it, it, I think that's one of those things. You think of it like, I'm just going to have fun with wherever I, you know, whatever I'm doing, wherever I am. But then it's like, we'll have the side impact of like being like, oh, like the people are like, that guy's really funny. That guy's really confident. And you're like, yeah, I'm just testing material out and just trying shit. But, like, now it's having all these other benefits, too. Yes. Do you ever, like, I'm sure you do, but I'm going to ask for the benefit of the doubt. When something happens in real world, I'll literally be like, that was hilarious. And I'll immediately be like, phone, write that down, now. Like, do you have those moments? Oh, yeah, all the time. Is But does it happen for, like, songs or, like, jokes? You know, it... Both, I would say, because a lot of times, like, some of my songs have come from jokes where I just kind of was like, 
I like this joke, but I want to like dig deeper because there's there's more to unpack here. And yeah. like, I could do it through through jokes, but I'm like sometimes I'm like this this really actually works as a song now that I've like found this angle, and then sometimes I'm like no this one just damn just a joke. all right. Can I? Will you make me a promise? I've already done okay. it once on the show, but I'll do it one more time. All um, right. What's what's the promise? If you ever become famous, mm-hmm. you will fucking call me or you will show up in Ohio and you'll be like, Brighton, stop all your bullshit. We're going on tour. I will drop everything. Right? Oh, hell yeah. This is my audition tape. I wrote a song for my best friend, Nolan, because I told him, dude, if we were going to be musicians, we should be rappers and we'll call ourselves the disciples and we'll take everything from like anime, Wu-Tang Clan, Biggie, Tupac, Hard Gangster Rap, like animation stuff, stuff that we just have as backgrounds, and we'll be like ninjutsu outfits, and we'll be each unique. I'll be the jester, because that's the oldest form of comedy. He'll be the chef, because he has diabetes, and he loves to cook. It makes sense, right? So I wrote him a four-verse song. I will fucking spit it to you, and if you like it, and we'll have it on the tape, you'll fucking, you'll be like, yeah, I'll take you fucking on tour. We'll do that around the break, after the actual music, which is our second culture shock. Uh, for anyone still listening at home that's probably still writing a suicide note during this. Um, <laughs> that's a terrible joke, but it's a good revamp. Um, enjoy the first culture... Scott, first? Fuck. <laughs> Second culture shock of the show, and we will see you around the break. He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his man. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream, full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. Not niggas out the box all the time. Niggas no more the day. Rep big ball, big Related style attract millions. Fans, they understand my plan. Who's the kid up in the green land? Me and the Rizzo connect. Blow a fuse, you lose. Half ass crews get demolished and bruised. Fake me fronting. Hourglass heads, niggas be wanting. Shutting down your slot time for pumping. Poisonous sting, which dumps up and act chunks. Raise a heavy generator. But yo, guess who's the black trunk? Dope be flowing by the hours. Woo, we got the collar, scholars. We're like peace to power and my whole unit. Word up, quick to set it, don't wet it. Real niggas lick shots, peace, Connecticut. Now yo, yo, what up, yo? Time is running out, it's for real though. Let's connect politic, ditto. We can trade places, get lifted in the staircases. Word up, peace, incarcerated star faces. Chef for shine like marble, rhyme remarkable. Real niggas raise up, spend your money, argue. But this time it's for the uninvited. Go ahead and rhyme to it. Big nigga mics is getting fired. Morphine chicks be burning like chlorine. Niggas recognize from here to Baltimore to Fort Green. But hold up, my wet be tasting like throw up My mom roll up, drip to death, whips rolled up You never had no wins, sliding in these dens with Tim's With Mac 10's and broke friends You got guns, got guns too, what up son do? Wanna battle for cash and see who son so? I probably wax jack, smack rap niggas, you fat Niggas lyrics you whack nigga Can't stand unofficial, wet tissue, blank busts, scud missiles You rolling like Trump, you get your meat lump 
for real, it's just slang rap democracy. Here's the policy, slot off the ring, plus the wallabies. Check the status, soon to see me at Caesar's Palace eating salads. Be beating Mike, sending keys to Dallas. I move rhymes like retail, make sure shit sell. From where we at, to my man sell. From staircase to stage, minimum wage. But soon to get an article and rap page. But all I need is my house, my gat, my act. Bank account fat, it's going down like that. Important French, but let me speak Italian. Black stallions wildin' on Charlotte. That means the Allen is statin' and niggas carry gats in. Mad police of Manhattan. Now yo, yo, what up, yo? Time is running out, it's for real though. Let's connect politics, ditto. We can trade places, get limpin' in the staircases. Word up, peace to conservate Scarface. I do this for barbershop niggas in the plaza, catching asthma. Greatest sticking gun flashes, well dressed, skating through the projects with big ones. Broke elevators, turn the lights out, stick one upstairs. Switch like a chameleon, hit Brazilians, pass the casualty your children, lead a building. Niggas, yo, they be folding like envelopes under pressure, like Luferigno on cloak. Yo, Africans denying niggas up in yellow cash, musty like fuck, waving their arms to Arabs. Sit back, cooling like Kalua's on rocks, on the crack spots. Rubber band rap, all my knocks, few bitches who fuck dress On suitor feds, pussies hurting, they did it for a yard for the feds What up cousin, nigga I seen it, like a 27 inch Zenith, believe it Now yo yo, what up yo, time is running out, it's for real though Let's connect politics, ditto, we can trade places, get lifted in the staircases Word up, peace and conservated star faces So we're back. Um, <laughs> me and Ben were talking about weird stuff on the ba- uh, break, so I was going to come back like a hermit, but now that I'm saying it out loud, maybe it sounds like a pedophile. It doesn't matter, because we're going to make music, and you're not going to remember this pedophile bit. Um, ben, before we uh, explore musical notes, allow me to introduce it. This is a song, and I will ask you to in- give me a little background about your piece that you choose to do, because I want to know why you did yours, because I think uh, music doesn't happen by accident. So like you, you there is a reason behind every song. That's true. So I call this the ballad of Chef. All right. Now, were you saying? Uh, would you like me to, uh, as they're going along, uh, accompany if, a little bit? Yeah. If you want to fucking like strum something while I go, no, you can. But to give a little text before we do, um, like I said, this is a, a song I wrote for my best friend. When we become rap stars and we have personas, he's gonna be a, a chef and a fucking like ninja and a gangster and like he just like I'm, it's just good. So allow me, ladies and gentlemen at home, to introduce to you the ballad of Chef. 
So here's a little ballad of a chef like me, the number one gangster, Mr. VIP, a story of blood and ninjutsu stars alike, to rob bitch boys in a flash of light. You see, the story starts out with the nigger's receipt. When the final bill prints out, you know you better pay me. See, the tastes are rich like little diamonds in my teeth. So when the nigger tries to skip out, it's like a useless retreat. It's kinda like taking entire acid via sheet. You won't dream of coming back safe and sound in one piece. But that's what a nigga tried to do. Skipping out on the bill, now pay your dues. If you don't pay the chef, then I'm gun to kill. The stupid motherfucker thinking he can hide. He's like putty in my hand that I leave out to dry. In the sun so warm, yet on a cold winter night is when we rode on this fucker. That's when we took his mit. That's when we took his fucking life. So that's verse one. And then it's chorus. I'm the master chef, I'm the cook you need Even I taste good bitches on their knees Dollar signs is what I taste, flavor's what I see Keeping homies' bellies full, driving cars that race Taking things that make me trip, I can't even look at your face I'm like Big Papa Butter Cook, I make my dinners fillet Then that's the chorus um, of course, there would be like instrumental stuff and bullshit between. Oh, and then yeah. the rest are verses, so I'm not going to redo the chorus. So I hope you liked it. Yes. I pay bitches fat stacks to make honey pots pristine for catching niggas like flies who owe chef that green. An unstoppable trap for rounding up cheap boys who think chef's not playing with silver or chrome toys. I call my nigga Jester up, you know he make me laugh. We smoke fat blunts, talk about anime and cash. Keep it real with one another. Sometimes I call him my brother. But when I think of comedy, you know there can be no other. So when we smoke the owl, I let him crack a joke about this big chef belly. But don't think I misspoke. If anyone else here makes a joke about the king, I'll put you on the floor and kiss this fat pinky ring. Then chorus again. Then it goes... Verse 3, ninjutsu rap kung fu, flying rajin level 2. Try to match this power level, I'll leave you black and blue. I grab my golden utensils and I close my eyes. I enter the sage art and redefine my mind. Super tail beast bomb ninjutsu rap complete. I cut throats with shurikens, niggas can't even dream to compete. With the unstoppable force of chef approved. Breaking bones like chicken wings, all my enemies will lose. In the battle against me, you're up on the platter, spill your insides out. I make this shit go splatter like my teacher Biggie said. Mix the blood like batter, hitting butane torches with the rigs with shatter. So this was page one of the rap book. Kung Fu, if you still alive, then get ready for page two. But I must warn you, son, the power multiplies. Don't get swept off your feet and taken on by surprise of the presence, the might, the infinity of the big bad chef, Mr. Cook MC. So it's that's the third verse. And then the fourth verse is... 
So let's go deeper and explore of this chef rap galore. I kiss your mama on the mouth and make that bitch my whore. You see, my very DNA is shaped like dollar signs. Molecules so pure, cocaine's inside. My base elements are that of a killer. You shoot me up in black and white and then we'll call it a thriller. But don't take this rap like that I'm a bad dude. I'm no evil chef artist, I promise it's true. As my nigga just for the 411 you know i'm a good guy with the even better gun you see the flow so heavy it's like the weight of a fountain me and jesse eat shrooms and drink the knowledge from a fountain we've seen the past the walls of this reality seen dark level shit that make little boys flee so let's so now what's left for a cook like me to say, except enjoy the order, it was made fresh today, cooked special order and made hot and ready, plus fast, but don't dwell on it, son, and get lost in the past. And then it kind of ends. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty great. It has a, like, a, just like, I love that, like, a very, like, confident energy. It's very like Biggie flow. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Yeah, you definitely. I, I like that that the, the flow that you had for that. See, I think I'm a good songwriter, but I'm not. I'm not trying to be a musician, but I'm a good joke writer. So I think it just helps. That's why I yeah. want. I want to meet a good musician that's really trying, trying to be a comedy musician because I think I would pair well with him. And you're the Jew that I found, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, you know, it's really sometimes it's it's funny like. Getting to go to that like comedy music festival was all people who did comedy music. You just get to see so many different approaches. People who do like musical improv, people who like you know, the, a lot of definitely a ton of scatological humor and just like shock humor, which is is really fun in its own sense. But then, Dude, that's like, how that's my favorite way to practice guitar. I'll just strum random chords and I'll be like, and I'll fuck your bitch, and I'll flip a switch, and I'll cook her on a platter like a fucking fish. I'll eat her cooch, I'll snap it in two, I'll put it on a platter, make it splatter, you won't know the fucking batter. Like something stupid. Yeah, I mean, that's that's always, yeah, a ton of fun just doing that. Um, but also, like, you know, sometimes you kind of realize, like, oh, the, the shock humor is fun, but it's, I feel like it's always most powerful when you, like, get it when it's not expected. Yes. So I feel like uh, at that festival when there was a whole bunch of it, I was like, I was going to do this one song that kind of like hits you with the shock humor. Then I was like, let me let me try something that's like a completely different angle. So you can always find, but there's like a thousand different ways to sort of find your own voice mm -hmm. doing it. And that's why I think for me, like the pun raps, like that's the thing that I did one and people were like, when are you going to do another one? So I was like, yeah, screw it. I'm not going to do another one because it's, it's sort of like mixes It's what that, people like, want, and it's easier to relate to right now. Yeah. Even though it kind of, when people are like, what's the song about? I'm like, it's about fucking nothing. Exactly. And that's part of the fun. Yeah. <laughs> if you had direction, why would I make it? Right. That's funny. So I've done my piece. I hope you liked it. If you yes. take it to heart, I don't share it a lot with, in front of people. I don't try to perform it live. I do it once on the recording, so I would never would have to again. But I thought oh, well, maybe as an audition take you could fucking take the ticket sir so now 
I would like you to play something of yours and give me a little background before of like why you wrote it, uh, methodology, and then the ladies and gentlemen can hear through a FaceTime call a live performance of you, acoustic version of some piece, and I know I'm going to love it, and if they don't, fuck them. Well, I'll let you pick this. Would you like to hear something that's on the album? No. Or something that's not on the album? Not on the album. Okay. That's an easy question. Okay, I'm glad. I like easy questions. Easy questions, easy women, it's all good. All easy right. questions, easy women. Is that really what you just said? You're a fucking fiend. I've been single a long time. I've been single <laughs> a long time. Listen, I've tasted pork. I'm guilty. Beat me with a cat nine. Whatever you gotta do, let's get my rocks off. Okay. And I've been doing this one to a track lately, so I haven't done an acoustic version of it. I'm sick. Well, actually, no, there's a show a couple of Saturdays ago where I did it with a guitar, so let's see if I remember it. This one's, uh, doesn't even have a good story, but I want to Bef- do it anyway. Before you start, can you potentially yes. move your phone, uh, at like a shitty angle where it's like close to the sound hole? Because I really want to capture that like guitar. If you don't mind, if you um, can, but, so what's, what's the angle you would like? Like, like if you can potentially close. lay your phone, like if you're, if you're like at your desk, can you like lay it flat, like by the sound hole? Like I can look just straight at your ceiling and like oh, really get it as close as possible. I'm trying to capture all strings because I, sir, am a guitar lover. Yes. Okay. Okay. Are we all good to go? Yes. All right. Let's see how. Okay. One, two, three. Allow me to introduce myself. Cause I'm a honky. This ain't flying off the shelf. I think nothing tastes as good as zucchini feels. I'm five foot ten, six one in heels. That's phony baloney, sham ham. I'm a vegan deli plate, but you're dressed to kill me. Sorry I'm late. Throw a rave on my coffin. Dance on my gravestone. Says here lies a man as horny as a saxophone. Oh. Just kidding, it's a woodwind. Oh. I gotta read. We got high oh. as a highness. I just used the royal weed. Woo. I had an orgy with samurais. Katanas everywhere. It was a sordid affair. <laughs> it burns when I speak. I got verbal gonorrhea. Waterboarding sound effects, Guantanamanapia. When hearing one direction, my erection makes me wonder. Is getting to second base in Alaska a double on tundra? Oh! Mm, I'm unstoppable! That part I didn't really work out with the uh, the guitar, but let's keep going. All right. I search. Wait, nope. Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm a dizzy missionary with convert to go. I swore I never devoured a bird, but then I ate crow. I'm an eagle maniac, so I got a sore. I got herpes, getting herpes from the freezer door. I'm not into monogamy or polygamy. I'm a non-polyamorous. I get out of jail free. I purchased all the railroads, run a train on me. There's free parking, you ain't barking up the wrong tree. I'll even open my mouth and let a chip pee inside. I mean a garbanzo bean. That's homicide. 
I go out awfully hard for a pita pocket rocket. Mountain chicken, don't have my accent, don't Boston mock it. I'm a celery stalker committing broccoli robbery with cucumber sandwiches and a hot cup of property. I was gonna burglarize a Verizon store, but a cop was there, so I got the hint and I broke into a sprint. Smaller telecom, less security. I'm unstoppable. I search every nook and cranny for nannies and crooks. My parties are lit. We binge on books. I'm a cheesy cowboy, the provolone ranger. Bought a novel by Camus. I gave myself the stranger. Ooh. Dire Straits gave their art collection to me. I got Monet for nothing and Klimt for free. I wore my tie to work because I spilled my tie on my shirt. If you know my tie, I might die or at least get hurt. I'm a Zodiac thriller. I'll eliminate cancer. I can raise the dead by giving hickeys. I'm a necromancer. I smash avocados every time they pop out of holes. That's whack-a-mole. My startup sells Indian flatbread, but I can't make money off it, cause it's a non-profit. Don't take what I say with a grain of salt, you'll get half attention from the sodium. I'll use a magic spell to clean up your oil spill. Expecto Petroleum. <laughs> That was amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was the best thing any guest has ever done on the show. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm flattered. I'm really glad you liked it, even though I fucked up the chorus so much. It absolutely doesn't matter, because in my time, it sounded like you're going to hear all these beats and stuff I was doing in real time, and it's you're going to listen back to this and be like, yeah, I'm going to put that on the album. You're welcome. Um, listen, Hell yeah. <laughs> this has been a shit ton of fun. Do you want to plug anything last minute, please? Anything about um, yourself, social media, any shows coming up, new projects? Because I do have to end the show at some point and play our last yes. culture shock because we just put them through a lot of hell or we just did the best thing anyone's ever done on podcast, bitches. Yeah, I'd say the second one. You can find me on all the social media at Facebook, Instagram.com slash Ben Pernick, except for Twitter because of that fucker who took my uh, Ben Pernick. So there I'm Benjamin Pernick, <laughs> like what my mom would call me when I was in trouble. Amazing. Um, yeah, I got I got some like you know shows coming up in the, in the city like this coming week. I think there's one at like the the pit on Seriously Chris. It's a show and uh, yeah, another one. But like honestly, I really want to plug my uh, the, the music video for the Chosen People uh, that's going to be dropping uh, before Christmas. I saw it. It the was funny. Present. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting to get a little extra. I'm gonna have a little lyrics at the bottom with a bouncing baby. Dude, you should just up? throw this at the end of it. You should just work. I'm, I'm, I'll finish this episode tomorrow on Spotify. I'll send it to your email. Dude, listen back to that. Isolate the end of this, like where we did your song, and just put that at the end. And people will be like, damn, that was the best thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. And they'll have no idea where the audio's from. And they'll be like, <gasps> <laughs> that sounds like a brilliant idea. Well, listen, this has been the best guest in the world. Again, introduce yourself one last time, ladies and gentlemen. This has been on mic one. Ben Pernick. And he has been one hell of a Jewish kike. <laughs> Listen, this it's has been a great interview. We are going to sign off. This has been the Disappointing Radio Hour. 
Enjoy your fucking last culture shock, you savages. A good day. Face fuck with the full fifth, sweating facial expression, stressing like oh shit. <laughs> That's the shit that I don't like. Non-rapping rappers in the booth and they don't write. Fucking stupid ass rappers acting out in the character. I shoot and stab rappers. <laughs> What it do, nigga? I fucks with Wu Tang and a couple of new niggas. I don't wear dough with grill clothes. I share flows with it into your ear hole. It's a thing of pure beauty Everything that's spitting is written by yours truly Nigga with Sean writing hard Niggas do anything for it like Klondike bars Paul, I'm the greatest of all time I soon forget the latest with Alzheimer's Four better niggas, club night, no sparkles Forty wolves on deck, we're burners and they snorkel Criminology, peace suit wallabies Ghost face killers with degrees in gynecology Shoot your old lady in a privacy A bunch of ho-ho-hos wanna ride with me I'm caught up in these strong on robberies Flee with the lottery, these pussy niggas shot it Since birth, I've been a fast learner Ask my earth, ask my mama Kept a burner in a purse This murder in the first What you thought that was the gift? That's the curse I put everything on it, that's the works I'm in it for the perks Cause it's not about the image, it's the thirst And how they kill your image with a verse I hate to get it worse I'm telling every member of your church They gon' have to put your image on the shirt Till I finish my dessert, nobody eating That's everybody, I mean anybody I might leave somebody bleeding Or watch me catch a homie Even hit you in the lobby Shotty pop you like a molly Probably leave your heart Breathing. Don't try to blaze with Johnny even if you got an army Dirty money in the laundry, don't ask why I got my reasons I puff that Bob Marley, might hit you with the Tommy You can catch me in the party near the speaker, not speaking Four better niggas, club night, no sparkles Forty wolves on deck, we're burners and they snorkel Criminology, peace suit wallabies Ghost face killers with degrees in gynecology Shoot your old lady in a privacy A bunch of ho-ho-hos wanna ride with me I'm caught up in these strong on robberies Flee with the lottery, these pussy niggas shot at me Fashion test of litmus, broke out at 24-hour fitness On the weekend, I'm sipping Belvedere with that citrus My dog's suspicious, exotic nympho bar for my mistress Life is good, live every day like it is Christmas Happy New Year, I do what the fuck I wanna do here, nigga Splashing handcrafted Gucci from the shirt to the shoe wear I crush the rings out, white beat her tea with the wings out I got stamina, I long thicker bird till she sings out La 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 la, 
Bobby did Carew, Lady Gaga back to heterosexual. I'm classic like Impala, plus I'm federal when it comes to making dollars. Like Jigga Man, if you hear me, power rings like the Green Lantern. Last seen in the mean Fenton in the Valley of Ohio, outside the town of Canton, or the Grotty Body Projects in the Chiller Hills of Stratton. So red moon in my shower, just looking like Paula Patton. Form better niggas, club night, no sparkles. Forty wolves on deck, with burners in they snorkel. Criminology, peace suit wallabies, ghost face killers with degrees in gynecology. Shoot your old lady in a privacy. A bunch of ho ho hoes wanna ride with me. I'm caught up in these strong on robberies. Flee with the lottery, these pussy niggas shot at me. Form better niggas, club night, no sparkles. Forty wolves on deck, with burners in they snorkel. Criminology, peace suit wallabies, ghost face killers with degrees in gynecology. Shoot your old lady in a privacy. A bunch of ho ho hoes wanna ride with me. I'm caught up in these strong on robberies. Flee with the lottery, these pussy niggas shot at me. Form better niggas, club night, no sparkles.